0: Love Talks Radio. Hey. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days. And some lonely night, but when I. Yes. You on the air. Air. A good uh evening as a radio fan, fans. We kind of privilege and a honor to be able to come and share the word of God with you this afternoon. I ask that you to put it on your list in the because it truly is a word from the Lord. The Bible said the word of God would not go out and come back void, but it would accomplish what he sent it out to do. Why? Because it's spiritual, it's not carnal. It's different than someone ordinarily speaking. Uh God's word uh penetrates, it purses. They go beyond the norm. Uh, uh, it, it, it combats the situation. Uh, and we just thank God for that this afternoon, uh, for the opportunity to come share with you the word of God. We want to talk this evening from the subject, hate has no place in the body of Christ. Hate, H-A-T, has no place in the body of Christ. I've noticed as i travel to and fro in and out the state, church to churches, uh, community revival, revivals, services of service. I see so many people who claim to be born again, who say they're saved. And they won't got hate in their heart. They got animosity in their heart. They say that I i feel but I won't forget. And they got malice and hate laying in their hearts all the time. And they think it's okay. They don't realize how dangerous it is to have hate in your heart and you've been born again. You're a Christian. It's a dangerous thing harbor hate. It's just a danger. It is for you to take cyanide poison or any other kind of poison that would eventually kill you. Hate will eventually destroy you. Hate will eventually destroy others around you. So it's a dangerous thing for you to allow hate to go un, unattended. It's there, and you act like you don't know it's there. You try to overlook it, but yet it, it's messing with your attitude. It's messing with your character. It's messing with your behavior. And nobody, nobody's saying anything. Nobody's doing anything about it because they think it's okay. Martin Luther King said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Isn't that something? He said, only light can do that. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light. Here you is walking in darkness trying to, trying to drive out darkness. You can't do it. Trying to serve the Lord, working for the Lord, but yet got darkness in you. God called you to drive out the darkness. not and, and, and darkness can't do that. Only way darkness can drive out is light. I don't care how dark a room is. I don't care how dark, I don't care how long that room been dark. It could have been dark a hundred years. Once you hit that switch and cut the light on, dark got to go. Dark and light cannot stay in the same room. It's impossible for dark and light to be in the same room. One of them got to go. One of them going to diminish. One of them going to disappear. So when God comes into your life, then dark, darkness, darkness. But the Bible says they don't want to come to the light because their dark deeds to be revealed. People don't want to come to. That. That's why people don't want to be saved. And why people don't want to be a Christian. They don't want to be born again. So they know their dark deeds to be revealed. They don't want their dark deeds to be revealed. So Martin Luther King said darkness cannot drive out uh, 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 darkness. Only light can do that. And then he said this: hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Think about it, cause we're talking about hate tonight. Darkness. hate is darkness, and 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 you can't get hate out of you uh, uh, of being hateful. You can't get hate get hate out of you hateful folks. I don't care what they did to you. Can I can I serve notice? I'm gonna be. I'm even gonna be understanding, and I ain't I ain't going forward to be understanding why you hate, why you angry, why you upset, why you hurt, why you don't want to forgive. Uh huh. Why, why you want to hold on to that hurt? That animosity. Yes, what they done for you done you were wrong. Yes, you do. You do. You do. You do. You 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 do have a right uh, to, to to feel the way you feel. But you don't have a right to hold on to it. Isn't that something? I understand that that you feel the way you feel, and you have an excuse for that. But you don't have a right to hold on to that excuse. God don't allow us to hold on to hate. He said, "Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Otherwise, you got to let the hate go. If you don't let the hate go, it will consume you. It's going to take over you. It's going to control you. You can't perform perfectly in God if you're walking around with hate. Hate. You don't know hate out of control. Hate out of control. Hate will bring destruction. Look what happened to Cain. The first one killer in the Bible. The first murder in the Bible. did it off of hate." He hated his brother, and his brother ain't did nothing to him. The Bible said murder is when you when you, when you you take the life of someone for for no reason, when you kill them for no reason at all. You won't defend in yourself. They won't try to kill you or hurt you or nothing. Just out of the meanness of your heart, out of, the, out of the animosity of your heart, out of the bitterness and hatred of your heart, you killed them. Murder. The Bible says you hate someone without a call you murdered them already. Ain't that something? God go deeper than that. He says you hate somebody without a call, you murdered murder them already. Hate is a feeling that can be both godly and sinful, depending on what it is that is causing us to hate. You hear what I said? The Bible speaks of loving God and hating evil, Psalm 97 and 10, and hating the assembly of evildoers, 26 and 5. hate and falsehood psalm 119 and 116 the more we become like christ and understand the love of god the more we will be we will be to hate hypocrisy godliness and evil of the world however we are also warned over and over in the bible of how hatred and bitterness can destroy us hatefulness and bitterness can destroy you you say you say you say you've been going again sanctified filled with the holy ghost but hatred will destroy you hatred will destroy you and fill you with bitterness god tells us in the Scripture that hate is a heart issue do you hear me it's not a mind issue hate when when you hate it ain't in the mind now it's in the heart it's a heart issue and that someone who hates a brother is a murderer that's what he said he said if you hate your brother I don't care what your brother did to you. If you hate your brother, you're a murderer. Don't you know that's how people get murdered? That somebody got to hate them first before they get murdered. Murder hate got to come first before murder comes. And if you hate your brother, your sisters in the Lord. You walk around saying you saved and saved, but Holy Ghost I, about about I don't like this and I don't like she did this to I me, mean, she did that to me, and I don't like her. But you got to like her. You got to, you gotta change your attitude. You got to change the way you're thinking about that person that hurt you, and you got to get rid of that hate. Else, you gonna be just like they are. They hating you now, you hating them. The Bible said we gotta be better in the world. though the world hates those that hate them and love those that love them. The Bible said we gotta hate, we gotta love those that hate us. Huh? Pray for those that spitefully use us. You know we got a way to go. We coming so short. Sure. Not only you got to pray for them, you you got to live. You gotta love them that hate you. Now here you ain't saying you love your brother yet. Yeah, you ain't got to that past yet. And you're going to be further down the road. You ain't got to the part where you love your brother and your sister. And the Bible says love them that hate you. Pray for them that despitefully use you. Then he says your brother third. Give him a drink of water. Oh, he's going he gonna to starve to death. He, he in trouble because you ain't gotten to the part where you did the first yet. Where you love your brother and your sister. Now here he is, starting beating a glass of water and and your love won't let you give it to him. we got to take our love to another level. We've got to let this love run the hate out of us. And we got to let it run the hate out of us. Amen. Unless it's going to destroy us. 1 John 3 and 15. We are encouraged to love one another. Keep short records of wrong. Listen. And forgive others. Not harboring bitterness or anger in our hearts. Not harboring. Other words, renting the room for it. You don't rent the room for your bitterness. It ain't, enough, it ain't enough the bitterness came to you. You don't rent the room for it. The most time when you rent a room to somebody, you at least start off with a month rent. You are already going to open up a door for a month of bitterness, a month of anger, a month of unforgiveness. They call it wrong. Yes, they still wrong with you. But the Bible tells you that you got to forgive them for the wrong that they've done. Let's go to First John and 1. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. And this is the word of God Jesus is talking. In 1 John, Paul is talking about what Jesus Paul said if we claim to be in fellowship, and we always going to church and though some and never get in fellowship, we're just sitting there, church full of folks, ain't no one to call it. When you're in fellowship, you become on one accord. We're there all praising the Lord. we all lifting him up. We all go like his name. Not somebody sitting on their cell phone. Somebody on the internet. Somebody looking over there at somebody else and see how they dress. It's time that we get our act together. It's time that we have fellowship. And and, 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 and he said it and with one, him and yet walk in darkness. That means you hate your brother. You're walking in darkness. You hate your brother. He said we're lying. And no lie will no lie would even tear it in sight. Isn't that something? We claim to be we claim to love the Lord. And here we is. We are hating our heart. <laughs> and that hate is taking advantage of us. It's getting the best of us. Anyone who claims to be in the light, but hate is brother or sister is still in darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister live in the light. And there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who a brother or sister in the darkness, or hate a brother or sister, is in the darkness and walk around in darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blind them. Isn't that something? That's what the writer said. If anyone who said they loved their brothers to say they loved them, but they're walking in darkness because they got hate in their heart. Hate separates you from the from the unity of god from the peace of god ephesians 4 31 let's see what it says we try to get somebody victory tonight let it go now some topic would let go the hate we said that hate had no place in the body of christ My us talk let go the hate god is sitting by his to tell somebody to let go of the hate now, you, ain't, you, you ain't hurt nobody but yourself You're so mad. See, the devil got you fooled. He got you thinking that if you let go of the hate, they gonna get away with murder. If you let go of the the hate, they gonna get away with wrong. If you let go of the hate, they gonna get away with what they done to you, and that ain't fair. That hate makes you think that, that you're least punishing them. That hate gives you something to hold on to. Like, well, I am getting some kind of justice about it. You not getting no justice out of by holding on to that hate. You ain't doing ever hurting your own self. And, and even the folk that you hate ain't studying you. Excuse me. The folk that you hate ain't even care nothing about you. They are a mile away. They don't even know that you hating them like you hating them. Ain't going on with life. They don't hurt you. Ain't going on with their life, and you sit here full of hate. Now you done lost your joy. Now you're bitter. Now you're angry. Now you got malice. Now you're upset. Oh, my God. Ephesians 4 and 31 say get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, ready to fight, along with every form of malice. All that mean is good enough in you. Can't nobody get along with you now. Can't nobody stand and be around you now. You ain't got no joy. You ain't got no peace. You ain't allowed to smile on your face. You just a bitter. You're right, ornery. And they said on the movie the other day you are just honoring. We just like honoring, honoring. That's bad to be so honoring. Nobody want to be around your honorary person, brawling and fussing and complaining, killing every, killing the, 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 killing the atmosphere all around you. The Bible said, "Don't make friends with an angry man, Let you learn your ways." So let go of the hate. Yes, I said I understand why you got the hate and why you're hating. But boy, I can't understand why you're holding on to it. You don't have a right to. God don't give you permission to. He wants you to let go so he can take you to another level. I didn't say listen. I didn't say let go so he can take them to another level. I said let go so he can take you to another level because they probably could kill it when you went to another level. They probably could kill how you feel right now. you the one taking that. So you can hold it over their head so you have something to hold on to. And it's draining you. And it's killing your growth. And your your gift not growing. You sitting stagnated because of what they done to you. Give it to the Lord. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Listen to what God says. Commit that hatred unto God. Tell God you're mad. Tell him you're mad. Yes, God, I'm mad at him. Yes, I'm mad. Tell God you're mad. He already know you're mad. Say, Lord, I'm mad, but I know you don't want me to be mad at them. Help me not be mad at them, Lord. They done me wrong. They did this. They did that, God. They hurt me real bad, God. And I don't know how to let it go. See, so now you committed unto the Lord. But if you help me, God, I'll let it go. If you help me, I'll turn it loose. If you help me, I'll let it down. Now God can do something because you have committed thy way. Commit thy way unto the Lord, and he will establish it and bring it to pass. See, so when you commit something unto God, he'll fix it because you humbled yourself. You didn't try to fix it yourself. You didn't try to take matters in your own hands. You said, God, you do it. You, my heavenly Father, you do it, Lord, because I'll make a mess of it, holding on to this hurt. huh? Walter rolling my eyes and turning my head and, and showing them in some ways that actually I don't like them and what they did. But if you help me, oh, child, if you would sanctify me, if you will create in me a clean heart and move the hate out of me, then God, I'll pray for them that despitefully use me. i give water to my enemy, but I need your help. Oh, my, my, my. Proverbs 8 and thirty thirty thirteen this is, what, this, this is what Proverbs 8 and 13 says. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverseness. Some people just laugh and do a little joke. They be talking about the church folks and all the stuff they're saying about the church, and you just sit there and laugh. You just play with sin like it's a piece of candy, and you don't hate it. You don't hate pride. You don't hate arrogant, high-looking people who think they better than somebody else. You don't hate evil behavior. You just uh, you just partake with them and fellowship with them and just make it a part of your relationship. And they say something, you don't say nothing. They say something about God in an offensive way, in an arrogant way. So with, with their See, all proud about what he's saying about God, and he, you want him to see in God? You want him to stand up for God? Wow. Proverbs 3 and 13 says, To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance. Behavior and perverse. Counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have insight. I have power. You have to not allow the evils of this world to control you, that you be part of it. And nobody's going to know the difference between you and the world. Proverbs 10 and 12 Hatred stirs up conflicts, stirs up sight, But love comes over all wrong. The longer you hate, the longer the person you hate gonna hate. You hear me? As long as you at war with them in the spirit, they're gonna be at war with you in the spirit. Cause All hatred does is stir up sight. It stirs up confusion. It continues. It calls the conflict to continue. An ever-ending battle. Look at the Hatfield and the McCoy. Somebody thought that was just a story that was written, but it was a true thing. The Hatfield and the McCoy fought many years over a four-foot animal, a four-foot beef, a hog, a hog, an animal, something that you can grow, a whole lot of them. It ain't that like they didn't have no more hogs. It ain't like the Hatfield didn't have no more all. They blamed them a still in their hogs. It ain't like they didn't have no more all. but they fell out and, and, and fought for years. I don't know where well, anybody lost his eyes. They didn't like one another. They didn't visit one another. They didn't fellowship with one another over a livestock, over a beast, over a swine, over a hog. We got to learn to quit letting the things of this world come between our love for one another. Ain't nothing in this world is so powerful that it get in your family and make you hate your brother and your sister over something crazy because mama died or daddy died and they left the refrigerator or the stove or the microwave or the, or the dryer, dryer or, or left that seat in the backyard or, or left some land or a house or left some jewelry or left some clothes or a road and you thought you should have got it but well, mom and dad left it to somebody else and here you would have fell out with a whole family over a living room suit. You got to know that your love got to be greater than a living room suit. Your love got to be greater than hate. Let them have the living room suit. Let them have the refrigerator. Let have that little tractor that was left in the the backyard. It ain't running that good, no way. Let them have all this material and you continue to love because you ain't lost nothing. God will give you what you think you don't lost. Wow. But love covers a multitude of sin. Love them anyway. When when the wheel is red and you didn't leave you nothing, don't you grow no horn. Boy, if you want to find out who saved, I have been to some interference. I done been to so many bickering. I done been, been to so many onslaughts where I was amazed standing there with my robe on, standing there watching these folks who I thought were saved and sanctified, holy Ghost filled and five sorry about read to die and go to hell, acting like they were not saved, acting like they didn't have no religion, acting like they hadn't been born again, acting like they hadn't been washed by the blood of the Lamb. I'm like, what? I know this. What? And you get to say, my God, no. We had to pull up and go and fight because some family member got something and mama should have left it to them. Babe, you got to be so careful. That's why when Jesus told them brothers, when they come to Jesus, I'm not, uh uh, they, they should have this and they should have that. They wanted Jesus to fix to it so so they could get their inheritance. Jesus said, I ain't come to do no mess like that. I ain't come to, 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 to solve problems in your in, in your in the wheel or in the family about some inheritance that was left with you. That ain't what he came for. And we need to be so careful not to get involved in these material things that cause us to spill our love out of our heart for our brothers and our sisters. Part of ten and eighteen. Whoever conceals hate. Listen to this. Proverbs ten and eighteen. Whoever conceal hate with lying lips and spread and spread slander is a fool. I didn't say it. I ain't calling nobody a fool. I'm just reading the scripture. The scripture says that if you conceal hate, you know hate is in your heart. And you lying about that hate. Tell me you love me and you know you hate me. You lying about it. And then have my back after you don't tell me you love me, you slander my name. The Bible says you foolish to to, to, to hate me and then try to hide the hatred that talk about me behind my back when you don't told me in my face you love me. The Bible says you are fool. You acting foolish. You ain't acting wise. You ain't acting like you got no sin. You're not acting like you an intelligent person because you lying and telling me something else. Psalm so five and five. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. You can't stand in God's presence being prior. So arrogant. Can't nobody stand better around you. With your head lifted all up like you a peacock. Like 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 the world was made for you, like you better than somebody else. I can't sit I I can't sit 'cause you I'm a royalty. And we get that at God hate, God hate proud. And God hate a See why? Because that's what Satan did. That's what the devil did in, in, in heaven. He exalted himself. He got the big head. He got the thinking that he was better than God. He wasn't satisfied with the position that he was in. So now he begins to hate God. He hate the fact that he honored God. He hate the fact that God is over him. He hates the fact that God had gave him that position he got when he felt like he should have a better position. So he convinced one third of the angels out of hatred and got them hating God, got them mad at God, got them with an attitude toward God. And they got the nerve and the audacity to go up and battle God, who kept every hair on their head and knows every spirit fall to ground, knows their breath, their breathing, gave them their lungs and their heart. They couldn't even move without God made it them. He created them, angels, and they had the nerve to think that God didn't know what they were doing. Every thought you think, God knew it before you think it. God knew what they were doing while they were planning, while they were sitting down there planning the plot. God already knew what they were doing, and when they got there, somebody said, war? Well, they won't no war in heaven. They won't in a battle." When they got there, God chained them and chained the darkness and cast them down to earth. Just as soon as they got started, it was over with. Ain't nobody slapping God all around like the movie, you see. People beating you all around and slapping you all around. About to win. You finally win. Uh-uh, baby. This thing was over with when it got started. God Almighty, all powerful, all glorious. Satan didn't have a chance. It ain't no like no 10-round thing. Satan almost beat God. And God knocked him out in the tent. No, baby. It didn't go no 10-round. And it didn't go near a round. And when the second clock started ticking and the fight got started, it was over with. It. God changed him so quick, he didn't know what happened. And cast him down. And now he mad at God. He hate God, and he, and he hate you, but he'll use you to work against God, try to get back to God. Psalm 31 and 6. I hate those who claim to work, to work with idols. As for me, I trust in the Lord David saying, folks that, that walking around with trusting idols clean the idols and paul said what is an idol it's nothing it's a piece of wood why will you serve a god please listen to me you idol worshiper why will you serve a god that got eyes and can't see you got legs and can't listen not only that i listen what i'm going to tell you not only is the idol you got got legs and can't walk well, you the one gave the idol the legs you gave you gave the eyes of the legs he got. And then he take well, The ears he got, you gave the eyes you got, you gave. The mouth it ain't that he come he just vanished out of nowhere like a like a a genie out of a bottle. Now I can understand if your eyes came out of a bottle like a genie and then you know, he gonna wish you give you three wishes. And then, you know, you got something to go on because you said, I picked the bottle up and pulled the plug out, and this item came out, and he told me he going to give me three. I don't understand if something like that, a myth or a vapor or something came out of a bottle, and even that ain't so. But well, well you got something that you made. You carved it out of a rock. You carved it out of a piece of wood, and you set it there. If you don't go back and get it, it won't move. If you take down twenty years, it'll still be said. What kind of God is that? You come back twenty years later, he still said. If you lay him on his face, he'll be on his face twenty years when you get back. He can't eat, he can't think. He ain't got no brain. He ain't got nothing about him that can help you in any kind of way. And here you is worshiping this thing. This nothing. God hates folk that do that. here he is a real God. God ain't no no piece of wood. He ain't no rock or stone. He's eternal in the heaven. And then you don't want to serve him. A God that is real. A God that been touched by all your infirmity. A God that knows your hurt. He knows your your disappointment. He knows your your letdown. He knows all that what folk did you. And then you don't want to serve him. You want to serve a piece of wood that ain't got no ear to the eye, Ain't got no kind of sense. No brain. No nothing. It's the dead. There ain't nothing wrong. I, I'm not blaming the piece of wood. I'm blaming you. The piece of wood ain't ain't, 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 ain't ain't nothing wrong with a piece of wood. It's just a piece of wood. But it's senseless to try to believe in something that, 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 that ain't got no brain, that ain't nothing. Psalm 36 and 2, in their own eyes, they flatter themselves too much to detect or hate their sin. Folks so proud, so full of hatred, that they can't even see the sin that is on the inside of them. They can't even see. That 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 controversy to God, they can't even see that they walking in a, in in the wrong direction, but they keep on going no matter what you tell them. <laughs> Excuse me, they don't see their shortcoming nor their fault. <laughs> Psalm forty-five and seven, you love righteousness and hate the wickedness; therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companion by anointing you with all of Jonah. He, he loved listen. God loved righteousness. He ain't stopped loving righteousness, even though we stopped doing right. Even though we just let anything go in the church now, we let anything go in our relationship with at, at Christians. We, we we dress like we in the world. We hang around the world. We talk like the world. We invite the world in our conversation and leave God out. We thank God, think God thinks like we think. But I come out to tell you that God is holy. God is righteous. God is just. God is Almighty. He hates wickedness. Therefore, uh uh-huh, He has set above you, you. He 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 will anoint you with oils of joy if you would just only walk right. Who would Who don't want to be anointed with oils of joy? Some of ain't never gonna anoint with oils of joy. When God sees you trying to get the joy yourself. You're out of the material thing and out of the things that you're trying to accomplish in life, out of the people you hang around with, out of the people you love. You're trying to get joy out of them. But the scripture said God would anoint you with an oil of joy. See, when God put this oil on you, you're going to be happy even when you're supposed to be saying. You're going to be happy when people think you mad. They walk around thinking you mad. They walk around thinking they done done something to you. And now you all mad. And here you is all happy. Seeing you at the grocery store, wherever you at, you all happy. They're going to be astonished. They're going to be confused. How is she so happy? How's I, I done done what I did to her? How dare she walk around with a smile on her face? I thought she'd be down. I thought she'd be depressed. I thought she'd be walking around with animosity, anxiety. I thought, oh, I think she would walk around in despair. But no. You talking about this is the day that the Lord had made. I will rejoice and be glad in this. I'll look until the healing with my help. All my help comes from the Lord. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, what's wrong with her? I'd have hit her on the left, hit her on the right, hit her in the front, hit her from the back. I'd have knocked her back against the wall. I know she's fit to give up now. But she come out saying, I love you, Lord, for your mercy never failed me all my days. I dwell in Thy arms from the moment that I rolled up till I laid down my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful, all my life you have been so, so good, with every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness Oh God. See, that's what you got to do when you're going through trials and going through tests. Ah, bah, 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 bullshit. You got to get the good out of it. You got to sing of the goodness of God. You got to do it all your life. Quit getting those moments and seasons where you're getting in despair, where you're getting in in the moaning, and moaning doom, Uh and getting in the moatville going down in the Valley of Moat, and you stay down there. Stay down there for a reason and a season. Then when you come up, you got to get your jaw all over again. Learn how to be steadfast, and don't let the devil steal your joy. Put a head round about your spirit. Put a head round about your joy. Keep hate out of your heart. Keep hate out. Of, when you get rid of this hate tonight, oh, yes, some of you got hate in you. When you get rid of this hate tonight, don't let hate get back in. Now, listen, just because you got rid of the hate, don't mean hate ain't going to try to come back. Because going to try to remind you now, you know they did that to you. How dare you forgive them? Uh, how how dare you let that go? How dare you not talk about that no? Let's talk about it. They're going to try to send somebody back to try to rekindle, to try to uh, uh, try to try stir up the flame, try to stir up the cold, so you'll be mad again. You'll be angry again, and you'll get upset again. And now you're going through another season of hate. When I come out of ticket, you've got victory over it. The love of God will give you victory. It will sustain you. The love of God will burn that hate up. The love of God will burn that animosity out, up. The love of God will burn that bitterness up. Oh, I encourage you. I encourage you, to let God do it. God send everybody not to tell somebody, let go of the hate. You gonna feel better when you let go of the hate. Oh, you're gonna get joy in your heart. You're gonna get a smile on your face. You're gonna feel like a brand new person. See, you you don't got so you consider the way you feel. And you don't know what a real feeling is. You don't feel the way you feel. You 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 accept the way you feel as though it's an ordinary feeling. But it ain't. It ain't where you feeling. It you losing out. You, you losing out with joy. You losing out with peace. You just settling on that old, old mean and bitter and hateful feeling. And God I got greater things in store for you. God want to open the windows of heaven and pull you out of blessing. God want to take you far beyond that hate, far beyond that bitterness. But you gotta let it go. Psalm 119 and 163 say, I hate and detest feeling, but I love your law. You got to love God's word. You got to hate those folks folk around you that's trying to uh, turn you in the wrong direction. You got to know that hate ain't going to live in your house no more. You can't let hate live in your house. Because if hate live in your house, hate gonna control you. Romans 12 and 9. I love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Make sure you got sincere love in your heart, not your love, but sincere love of God in you. And when you get sincere love, you're not going to accept evil. You're going to hate evil. You're going to hate wrongdoing. And you're going to take that as good and you're going to cling to it. You're going to hang around with people that are claiming it's a good thing, talking about good things. Quit letting the devil deceive you. Quit letting the devil take your joy. Quit letting the devil call you to fellowship and hang around folks. That is out of the will of God and what they're doing. And they're trying to get you out of the will of God. They want to get you all messed up. Keep you all bitter. Talk about that hurt. Talk about that thing God doesn't loose you from. It's over. Let it go. Let it go. Let the light of God have the right place in you. And let it go. Leviticus nineteen, seventeen, and eighteen: Do not hate a fellow Israel in your heart. Rebuke your neighbor, frankly, so you will not share in their guilt. Don't hate your brother. Don't hate him. Don't hate your brother. He said, "Your fellow Israelite." Don't hate your brother in your heart. It's okay if you rebuke your neighbor, rather than you just sit there and hate them. Rebuke them if they do you wrong. Don't share with the mess that they're doing. Let them know that you are not pleased at what they're doing to you. But don't hate them. Do not seek vengeance or grudges against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor and yourself. Listen to what he said. Do not avenge. Do not seek revenge. Let God fix it. Don't go get, in the, get with somebody. Y'all getting all in the car, taking matters in your own hands drive by shooting all that stuff you're gonna go and fix it yourself do not seek revenge when someone do you wrong burn the grudge a uh, bird bird let god have it give it to god yes it's gonna feel like you should have did something different yes it's gonna feel like you were wrong for not doing something that's what the flesh gonna tell you that what satan's gonna tell you in your flesh uh, uh-huh don't so burn grudges against anyone don't burn no grudges against anyone in your people don't, don't hold grudges. See, forgive them so animosity won't set in. Don't hold grudges. He said, but love your neighbor. This is what he said. He said, I am the Lord. God said that. God said that. He said, don't hold grudges, but love your neighbor. You love yourself. He said, I am the Lord. I'm the one telling you this. But to you who are listening, I say, luke 27 to 28 but to you who are listening i say love your enemies do good to those who hate you bless those who curse you and pray for those who mistreat you how simple that is you can't do that without god's help you can't do that except you've been born again and you're a christian and the lord is in you See that's what he said See, things going to come along after you've been born again. Things going to come along when you can say that that, that you're going to have to be able to handle it the right way in order for it to come out right. He said, for well, you that are listening, and that's what I'm talking tonight on the Law Sheet Radio Program, to you that are listening, love your enemy. And quit talking about what people did to you. Quit every time somebody called their name, you ready to have an hour conversation. You're ready to preach a sermon. You ready to go in the, uh, uh, remote moatville. Oh, you just ready to just tear them all apart, but let it go. God sent me by tonight to tell you to let it go. And do good to those who hate you. I know that's hard to do, but God will help you do it. Somebody hate you, you got to still do good. Don't cuss them out because they cuss you out. Don't do them like they did you. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Curse you, I call you all kind of names. It ain't got to be a curse for it. Curse you. Who wish you bad luck. Want you, everything to mess up. Don't want nothing to work in your favor. Pray for those who mistreat you. Bless those who curse you. That means they want bad luck for you. They want you to say not to work in your favor. And those that mistreat you, you're going to be mistreated as a Christian. He said, but don't you get all mad and stay mad because they mistreated you. You ready to roll up your sleeves and fight. Don't do that. Give it to the Lord. <laughs> let God have it. Because when you let God have it, guess what? It's going to turn out all right. Because God don't make no mistake. He knows how to fix it. The songwriter said that Jesus fix it for you. He knows just what to do. Whenever you pray, let him have his way. And he will fix it for you. He knows how to fix it. Matthew 5, 23 and 24. stay with me a few more moments. A few more shifts. Listen to what it says. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you. Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. God is concerned about your your heart condition towards others. God is concerned about how others feel about you. Who you in representing God, who you say, you say they say about Holy ghost and feel and somebody thinking negative about you cause you hurt them or done something to them and you're supposed to be a Christian. So to them, to them, you wrong, but you said, it's okay. I ain't, I ain't, I, I ain't did nothing to him and I'm not going back and apologize. But that is what the Bible said. The Bible said if you think, he didn't even say you had to be guilty. He did not even say it had to be true. He said if you think it in your heart, uh-huh, that a brother got suffer against you. That, somebody, that they acting all strange like you've done something. Go find out what you've done. Leave the guilt. God is not so caught up in your guilt. He caught up with your relationship that you got between your brother and your sister. Get that relationship right. God is concerned about the relationship that we have in church with one another every Sunday and not the church service. You hear me? Not the church service, because that's what we have in church services and our hearts is all messed up towards one another. God is concerned about how our hearts are, the conditions of our heart towards one another on Sunday morning. We're not just coming to church, to have church. We're just not coming to church to have a big old membership, a big old organization there. But we come to church to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. So he said, leave your guilt at your altar. Because God is concerned. Here they get mad at if you said something, I love the Lord. Saying all the wonderful songs, and somebody that hate you, somebody mad at you, somebody mad at God because you represent God, so they mad at God too. And when you do that, you bring a reproaching reproach against God. And when people get to cussing God out and talking about God, cause of something you did, that makes God feel bad. So God said, go fix it. Leave your guilt at the altar. Go and find out what happened. They may say something, and you say, well, I didn't know that." And you may tell them, well, that's not true. Somebody lied on me. Now they know the truth. Now they know that somebody lied on you and got them feeling like they feeling. But they thought there was some truth to it. But now you done cleared it up. Now you can go get your gift and you can offer it up for God to receive. I can go on and on with that, but I'm not. First John 3:14 and 15. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remain in death. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. And you know that, listen, no murderer has eternal life residing in them. You ain't going to no heaven with hate with murder in your heart. You hear what the writer said? He said that we know that no murderer has eternal life about, uh, uh, residing in him. You say you saved all you want to, born again. But if you hate your brother, he says, and hate your brother for, for whatever reason it is. You're going to lose out with God. No eternal life. He said, and you know, there's no murder. I mean, this is not a question. He said, you know, you're a murderer because you hate your brother. He said, no eternal life. You ain't going to walk around heaven all day. God, you ain't going to make it in the glory. First John four nineteen and 20, we love because he first loved us. Whoever claimed to love God. Listen, this is 1 John 4.19. We love God because he will first love us. But whoever came to love God yet hate a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And that is so clear. That is so simple. You talking about you love something you can't see. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't never seen God. You got some people say they seen God, though, but we're not with all that. Well, I ain't seen him yet. I'm going to see him one day, though. I'm going to see him one day. Yes, I am. I'm going to see him one day. And here you is. People talking about they love the Lord. But yet they're mad every day at somebody. But you need to, you need to check yourself. You need to check your love. Because your love got hatred in it. It ain't going nowhere. Love your neighbor you love yourself. And do another. You have others. Well, pastor, apostle, I have a reason to hate them. They did and they did it. Well, Jesus had a reason to hate. Jesus had a reason. If anybody had a reason to hate, Jesus had a reason to hate. They did Jesus so wrong. And during the Garden of Assembly, even when he felt like it, even when the flesh wanted to surrender, he said, God, if it be possible, let cause they had did Jesus so wrong. All of them 33 years. All them three years that he did ministry, he didn't do nothing but have chaos have, have with, with them fathers and Pharisees. All they did was gave him harbor. All they did was cause confusion. All they did was try to stone him. Here he is, the son of God. Here he is, Mary, baby, the lily of the valley. All he did was preach the gospel. All he did was heal the sick. All he did was them three years to raid the dead, called the blind to see. He fed the hungry. He raised the dead off of the, the bed of a fish. All he did was good things. And here these leaders, that's supposed to have been backing him up, because they were here before he got here. Now, they weren't here before he got here, because he'd been here ever since the beginning of time. But in a narrative, when he was born in the flesh, they were here when he got here. <coughs> and they knew better. They should have got behind Jesus and backed Jesus up, because Jesus came with ministry in them. And they should have just humbled themselves and got behind. But instead, they tried everything they could to destroy him. They tried everything they could to kill Jesus. They tried everything they can to make it hard for Jesus to ministry. Try to push him off of the cliff. They tried to stone him to death. They did all they knew to do. He lied on him and paid somebody to lie. And they couldn't even lie. Jesus said, if they did this to me, they're going to do it to you. So. Ain't nothing happening to you. Ain't nothing happening to Jesus. Jesus said, I made it. You can make it too. Why? Because I'm on the inside of you. Greater he that is in you than he is in the world. So let go. Let go this hate. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Search yourself. Have an inventory you yourself. Quit making excuses Why you holding on to it. Let it go before it destroys you, before it brings you to naught. Let it go. Ecclesiastes, the last verse, the last, Ecclesiastes 1 through 8. I ain't going to do no 1 through 8. To everything, there is a season. Isn't that something? At a time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to, to unplant. Wow. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to deal. A time to weep. A time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stone. and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace it. a time to refrain from embracing. Wow. Let us know that you've got to make sure you're in the time. So you can miss the time. When you're supposed to be happy, you're sad. Huh? Now, if you say sad when you're going to be happy, when are you going to be happy? Because it's going to be time that you're going to be sad. But the time comes for you to be happy, you say sad. You're sad when it's time for you to be sad, and you're sad when you're is sad. So when are you happy if you're sad all the time? If your season is from winter spring, when summer fall, it builds up with sadness and bitterness and gloominess, when are you going to be happy? When is your summer coming? When is your spring coming? When are you going to lift up your head that ain't down? When are you going to laugh anyhow? When are you going to laugh in spite of them? A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stone. A time to get a stone together again. A time to reframe and embrace. A time to search and a time to give up a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear down, tear, and a time to end a time to be silent, and a time to speak. Listen. A time to search, and a time to throw up, a time to keep, and a time to throw away. A time to tear down, and a time to mend, a time to be silent, a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate. This is the one that I want to close out with, a time to love, and a time to hate. A time for war, and a time for peace. Yes, there's some, some time when God understands that hate is accepted, but you can't keep the hate. The Bible says, "Be angry and sin not." Nah. God know that you you got a reason to be hate. You got a reason to be angry. You got a reason to be upset for what they done to you. Come on, let's be let's, Let's you, let you, let you be realistic. Yes, you have a reason, but I'm going to close out with this. You have a reason, but you don't have a right. You have a reason to be upset, but you don't have a right to stay upset. You got a reason to be mad, but you don't have a right to stay mad. You got a reason to be angry, but you don't have a right to stay angry, because God won't allow you to have that right. Because he told you don't let the sun go down on your round. That means you don't need to be continue to be mad day after day, week after week, month after month. Let it go. I can't but yes, you can. Let you can. Talk to God. Turn it loose. Say, here it is, God. I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go, God, to the best that I know how. I've been so angry for so long, God. I've been mad for so long. I done been, been this way so long, grass and grown up on the feet, and, and I don't know how to let it go. But you sent the apostle by tonight. night. You sent him with a word for me, God, telling me to let go of his anger before he end up putting me in prison. There people, listen, there are people in prison today. There are people in prison today that I was there with. They feel there. I left them there some 40-some years ago, some 45 years ago. I was there, but I left them there with that anger. You know where I left them there? Because that anger caused him to have a hundred years. The anger caused some of them to have three hundred years. The anger caused some of them to have one hundred and fifty years. The anger caused some of them to have life sentences. Someone was on death row because of their anger because they killed somebody out of anger. Anger will make you kill someone. Anger, listen. Anger will make you not think right. You don't, you you don't think right when you're angry. My, most angry people don't think. You be trying to tell them something and they don't want to listen. The more you try to tell them, the madder they get. And don't even try to correct them. They're ready to fight you. They're so angry. Anger will make you unwise. Well, the Bible said in all you'll get, get an understanding. Anger will make you lose your understanding. You'll be so mad that you don't care. And no matter what nobody say, you're going to do it anyway. You're going to go fix it. You're going to take mad in your own hands. You're going to have you a drive-by shooting. Oh, you're going to go kill them. You're going to go do it yourself. And now you took their life, but you took your own life, too. So your life you're going to spend in prison. The rest of your unless they give you death, a death sentence. And then you're sitting on death row, not knowing when you're going to die. Don't know when they're going to come get you and say your day is ended because you got anger. This guy told me when I was in there, he said, if I had one more moment. If I could have had one more moment to think, I wouldn't have done that. I want to help somebody this evening. You got that moment. You ain't killed nobody yet. You ain't took matters in your hand yet. But you about to because the Holy Ghost telling me you about to. The Holy Ghost gave me that message to help somebody. Even in the pulpit, even amongst saints, even amongst Christians, Christian, leaders, apostles, uh, uh, with madness in your heart, angry your man why, angry with your husband, angry with your children, angry with your member, you're mad. But you're not supposed to be. You're the leader. You're the example. Let go of that anger. If you're an angry leader, if you're an angry apostle, if you're an angry pastor, you're, you're, that fear going to get on your members. And your members are going to be angry. And they're going to be bitter. And you wonder why they're bitter. You wonder why they're angry. You wonder why they're acting like they're ass. And you preaching sermon after sermon trying to get the anger out of them, but you ain't got the anger out your own self. As long as they're angry you, it's going to be on them because they're sitting under your anointed. Ha, ta, bye ba, bo, bull, bo, bull, bo, shit. They're sitting under your anointing. They're sitting under your pile, They're sitting under the glory that is on you. And you got bitterness in you. You got anger in you. You got animosity in you. You got hatred in you. You ready to take matters in your own hands. You got vindictiveness in you. And you you, your members sitting under you. And you wonder why they're acting like you. They're acting like you. They're acting like their leader. So humble yourself. Get on your knees. You ain't got to call, get on Facebook and tell nobody that the apostle said tonight that I had anger in me. And I'm a he was telling the truth. Something you got to keep to yourself. Go in your prayer closet, tell God to forgive you. Come out of there. Uh, come out ready to fight. I preached a sermon one time, Oh, you coming out when the bell rang? Some of you need to just go in your prayer closet, get your act together, as God is beginning, and come out when the bell rang. Come out fighting. Come out with a smile on your face. Come out with your, and I'm going to say this and we'll get the prayer. And when you let go of the ankle, you're going to get a new attitude. You're going to feel so much better inside. It's going to feel like you had a weight, the weight of a building off your shoulder. And you're going to talk different. You're going to act different. Your wife's going to see you different. Your husband, your children are going to see you different. Your memory is going to see you different. They're going to say, oh, the pastor changed. The pastor said, he ain't good today. He ain't been mean for the last week. The... God must have done something, and God is going to do something. He's going to do it all over the airway tonight. The law seat program, whoever listened, uh, I may not be talking to everybody, but whoever I am talking to, let go of the anger. God, in the name of Jesus, shatai, bye. God give them power. Everyone on the sound of my voice. Give them power to let go. You told me tonight to talk about anger in the church. It has no place in the body of Christ. Somebody's angry. Somebody's mad. They've been hurt, God. We we got old saying, hurt by the church. Yeah. <laughs> They've been hurt by the church. But they ain't the only one that's been hurt. You were hurt by the church. But you didn't give up. You didn't throw in the town. You didn't quit you endure it. You told us to do it as a good soldier. Help them endure as the a good soldier. Help them to forgive. Help them to lay down every weight. And the sins so easy eat themselves. Let them lay this bitterness down. Lay this anger down. Let them take it down in the name of Jesus so that they can grow God. They can go to higher heights and deeper than death. And then they won't be a liar. Because said if we say we love you and, and hate our brother, we're lying. God forgive us for lying. Forgive us for saying one thing doing a minute. We hate the person that we see and come about we love the person we don't see. Let us love our brother and love you too, God, in the name of Jesus. Move our animosity, move our bitterness, move all the forgiveness of our heart, and heal, God, whoever they may be, wherever they may be. Heal all over the radio there. Heal this hate, heal this anger. Do it, Lord. And we certainly forever give you praise. We'll give you honor. Go let it not fall upon death here, Lord, but let it fall when you would have it to fall. And we forever give you praise, give you honor, and give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Thank you. Yes. Can I give you 30 bucks to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body...